Bucks got to have heads on the third on the third line. Yeah, you hear that? We're actual professionals. Goddamn right. Uh-huh. Welcome yeah. to this episode of the Sand Podcast. Scale is needed. Hey, everybody. Oh, this yeah. is a thing still. Yeah, it's yes. kind of crazy. Armin, you were gone for a very long time. I was. I was I was gone for a while, but now I'm back. Yes. Gone for so long, you forgot to come up with a silly name for it. Now we're just scale as needed. Can mm. I tell you guys the biggest surprise that I had the entire time at the CrossFit Games? Mm. Like the, by far, biggest shock. I ran into multiple people that told me they actually listened to this podcast. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Wow, and they, they enjoy it. So oh you think all God. eight listeners were no at the CrossFit Games? At least four of the eight listeners, <laughs> not counting the four of us. Well, yeah, we mm. weren't there. So you're saying if I go down there next year, I'll be a celebrity too? Yes. Cool. You're, you're so unmistakable. Yeah, you yes. just yeah. called out the I mean, whole he's time. The, he's the 300-pound CrossFitter. That mm-hmm. is 100% true. Yes. Um, so has anything interesting happened while we've been <laughs> gone? I don't know. Anything in the CrossFit I believe, world? I believe you visited Greece, I the did. cradle oh, of civilization. There's that whole thing too. Katie and I went to Greece on a postponed honeymoon Yes, for like five days. Nice. Sick. Which was really cool. Four nice. days maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And then uh, saw we saw... Those pictures on the Acropolis, which yeah. was goddamn mm-hmm. amazing. We went to the Acropolis. That was mm-hmm. legit. We saw um, the Parthenon. Yeah, The birthplace of... Democracy, fitness. yes, mm-hmm. as well as fitness, I believe. <laughs> I think it was in 1974 that mm-hmm. Greg Glassman invented the thruster atop in the, Parthenon. the atop the Acropolis mm-hmm. yeah. in the Parthenon. Main problem with the Parthenon: too many pillars, way too <laughs> pillar heavy. I don't think they're supporting enough shit. Way yeah. more pillar than you have roof. The, yeah, the you pillar think, to nothing ratio. You would think the amount of pillars it would be like a four-story tall mm-hmm. contraption. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did they get all that? All that marble on top of that aliens. Hill. <laughs> we walked Only up the hill, ancient aliens, and it was a pain in both the man and lady yeah. dick in order to get up that <laughs> hill. And I don't know how they got all that rock up there. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, I don't know how I got all that cock up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Those two words do rhyme. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how I got all my socks up there. You know, there are guys. It's so funny that they're. they're I like definitely know how I got all my stocks up there. Uh, stonks. I, I hate all of this joke. Uh, <laughs> from the beginning to the end, I really prefer to chalk up there personally. Yes. You know how you, you know how you did it. You brought a box up there. That's right. So you got it all up. And speaking of boxes, should we just keep talking about up there or uh, about up? Yes, there you go. <laughs> I get it. It's sexual. I understand. Stonks uh, under your box. That that might have been. It may have been. Anyway, so Katie and I enjoyed a little bit of Athens. And then we saw the sunset in Santorini a few times. Nice. That was pretty cool. Cool. And then f- you went to Armenia. Armenia. Yeah. yeah. The Which homeland. is awesome. Armenia yes. was, was great. Yes. The uh, Ottoman Empire. How dare you no? even for, witness <laughs> those, even, even say that word. Was this for a wedding? This yeah. yeah I had a cousin. I have a cousin that was getting long married. walking weddings like you did the first time where people are playing stuff and moving around and whatnot? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair that's, description. I just remember your descriptions of your yeah. wedding. There was a lot of instruments being played. Yeah. yeah. People walking in that's lines exactly from what places it was like. to From places. your guys' story, By it just way, looked like dancing. that exactly. was 24-7. Can I just point out for the people who are watching this right now, you guys are lucky because you get to see it's been a month since you've seen Bowie. Yes. Bowie is now head and shoulders as tall as the table. <laughs> yes, he sure is. <laughs> it's very true. He is just He's just comfortably getting petted by Kyle, and he can yes. put his chin on the table if yes. he wants he to. Can, he can fully participate in this conversation. 
<laughs> no. He loves it. He knows everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So has he achieved max size, or are we expecting he might have pituitary tumor and it'll just keep growing? He's max height. He's still got his balls. Oh. And they are still the heart of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen. Katie the balls. is Katie's showing his showing balls. The balls. <laughs> Katie's uh, so proud uh, of his. Testicles. What a proud mother! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get him chopped well, eventually. Yeah, Katie, be careful. Those are my son's balls. You're talking about. <laughs> yep, they old 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 balls. Oh, get it there. closer. Get it closer. I appreciate the effort. Get it right on his shoulder. Yep. There we go. Oh, there it is. There it is. my dog Sack right there. It was right by my face. <laughs> yeah. Did you like Fine, that? Finally, I, value for the video viewer. I tickled my, my own puppy's ball sack next to your face, Chase. <laughs> they smelled like peppermint. Uh, and eucalyptus. I, I, I put peppermint eucalyptus on them every yes. night, actually. Some Incredible. essential oils. It's, it's why he's grown yes. so big. Anyway. We can't I'm, watch him, so we just put patchouli in his fur. I'm glad <laughs> we haven't lost our, our edge. You no. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So then we spent a little bit of time in Armenia. Armenia was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then I had a 10-hour turnaround mm-hmm. from getting back from Armenia, which was a 30-hour trip back. Yes. Well, at least, Christ. at least once you got back from Armenia, you and I mean, Greece, Armenia, right in a row, you could rest. You could relax at that so point. So much rest. You had nothing to do. You could no. just really decompress. Did you play 30 hours on repeat by Kanye? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was, actually. I played 30 hours of 30 hours. Uh, Jesus. And then, uh, no, I did not, in case you guys didn't pick up on the sarcasm in Kyle's voice, he's setting me up for the, the turn of this story, which yes. is that I had a 10-hour turnaround and then headed straight to Madison for the CrossFit Games, <laughs> which, where I won. Yes, you won the event. <laughs> you won the day. You won the weekend. In my opinion, so, you won. as the national champion sure. of Armenia, you wow. got in there. And turns out, those national champions, those invites weren't for nothing. No, they were mm-hmm. not for nothing. So, Armin, how was, how were the CrossFit Games? The CrossFit Games were really rad. Yeah? Yeah. So, you know, there was this, um, there was this like, growing internet contingency of people. Maybe they're just a very loud minority, right? Mm. They, they seemed to think that what was going to happen was... Uh, People were going to show up in Madison in, in August and you know, just be like one like torn Reebok banner, mm-hmm. fucking tumbleweed going across. Yeah. <laughs> the wind is like, <laughs> just one idle flag flapping yeah. silently. Yeah, post, yeah. Post-snap world of CrossFit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, and instead what happened was there were like 35,000 CrossFitters there really excited to watch yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of people exercise for a week. Yeah. Cool. Losers. Turns out not much changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can change a lot about the structure of the CrossFit games. Not much changes about the average CrossFitter mm-hmm. and the average CrossFit fan. Still enthusiastic about CrossFit. Still quite enthusiastic. Now, uh, I I have a lot of thoughts on the CrossFit games. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, I've been spending the last week sort of trying to collect all of my thoughts because mm-hmm. there's a lot to, to talk about, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say... On the gen, on the general sort of description, this was the most exciting CrossFit Games format we've ever seen, mm. and it does need a little bit of help. But I really think they nailed it. Mm. Yeah, I think mm. I think they absolutely nailed it. Um, the elimination style mm-hmm. of the games, like starting with a huge crowd and then cutting down yeah, after yeah. basically every event for the first couple days. Yeah is uh it's it's ridiculously fun to watch mm-hmm. and it's very very like 
nerve-wracking. And you mean in, also in a spectator, it. like a there-on-the-day spectator kind of a place? Uh, yeah. You think it's just kind of more exciting to see when you're actually there in Madison, et cetera? Or, yeah, you know? and I mean, that's, that's a tough one to answer. I think someone who's there... The thing is, like, I wonder about the average CrossFit fan who mm-hmm. was there for spectating purposes mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. person, whether they yeah. were able to follow the storylines as mm-hmm. well as they, they should have. But um, for someone who is kind of, like, following along the coverage mm-hmm. and the live streams, I think I think in terms of storylines, there was there's never been a more exciting first couple days of the mm-hmm. CrossFit Games nice. because every single event was huge consequences for fucking up and you see that's where it gets where i had an interesting or a different experience in that uh being not actually there but the kind of a just your average working stiff who's a crossfit fan who's going to watch the crossfit games i there's a certain cadence i was accustomed to and that cadence was some shit kind of happens in the week but i'm busy and i'm going to the work so i'll check in come friday where the games are and then i'll watch the crossfit games over the weekend and my experience was vague was sort of like that I was busy friday had to drive into dallas busy thursday was only kind of half paying attention then all of a sudden i show up on friday to dallas to actually start watching the crossfit games at my parents place i was like Wait, where did all the athletes go? Everybody's they were, dead. They were all gone already at that point. Yeah. Like all of my favorite people were already out. And so I can un- at least empathize with for the people who watch the CrossFit Games, not from Madison, but from you know their home after they finish, wrap up their work week. Uh, I can imagine, I, I immediately felt like, oh, some people are going to be upset about the cuts right now. Because I could, I, mean, I even I honestly felt it myself. I was like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to watch any of these events? Who, who watches shit on, on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday? I have to be at work doing stuff. And yeah. then when I eventually made it there, I was a little bit disappointed. Now, I ultimately really enjoyed the weekend. I really enjoyed all the events. But I could feel that pull. And sure enough, you know, you hop on the internet and everyone's like, the cuts are too aggressive. And I honestly don't know if the cuts are too aggressive. I just think that the, the viewing window of the cuts being shifted a bit more into the places where normal people can watch probably would have curbed a lot of those complaints. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that if, if, if what had happened on Thursday had happened on Friday, and etc., then I think that no one would have given a shit. So I would say, um, I would say the cuts were not too mm-hmm. aggressive, except for in one very specific and very aggressive case, uh, and that was the cut from twenty to ten. Yeah, that yeah. was mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. But generally, no one was complaining about mm-hmm. the cuts until probably Friday afternoon yeah, or yeah. Friday night when a bunch of their favorite CrossFitters didn't make it through. And that is a situation where it really sucks. Like, you know, no one really cares when, like, 75 or 60, uh, like, national champions you've never heard of uh, aren't able to get through. Aren't able to get through uh, the, um, you know, the first workout. Right, mm. and they get cut, and yeah. it's like, well, we never knew who those people were anyway. Yeah. And then Red you tricks. realize that, like, mm. in that first, in that first event, like a bunch of games athletes ended up getting cut as well, like yeah, yeah. Tim mm. Paulson, Street Horner. God damn it, Street! Uh, you know, we we <laughs> saw a bunch of athletes who should have made it through that first event not make it through mm. that first event, and then, you know, you you kind of like another event goes by. You lose a couple of named athletes, but mm-hmm. it's still mostly national champions. But then by the time like the middle of the day on Friday rolls around and you're down to like 30 mm-hmm. and in that 30 is like Pakowski's on the bubble. He's going to get cut. 
and mm-hmm. you know Velner is like in the high teens, probably going to get cut. Mm-hmm. And like every like every athlete that you've been following is basically dead. like dead, right? Yeah. It's like as a ghost. They're like it's the ghost of their of their fitness past <laughs> is in there trying mm-hmm. to do pull ups, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Annie Thor's daughter, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Yeah, like these are all the biggest athletes, some of the biggest athletes in the sport, and mm-hmm. suddenly. You're you're watching your favorite athletes not make it past like four workouts or five workouts at the CrossFit yeah, yeah, Games. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like I was like, you know, we 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 have a kind of a tradition of going to Dallas and kind of watching the games there. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of half paying attention. Clips checking in. I was busy, drove there, and then all of a sudden, by the time I made it to Dallas, I'm like, wait, Brent Fikowski's already out at the CrossFit Games? How did this happen? But I Mary, get, you know, Mary's how it happened. Yes, not yes. not favoring tall. Big folk. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. it happened. So do you think there's any validity? And I kind of have to, to ask because I'm not super familiar with everything that went down in the first couple of days. Uh, any validity to the criticism that uh, the early events were favoring runners and smaller people. And therefore, by the time they made it to the heavier events later on, uh, blah, 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 blah. They were too late. Nah, I think um, it, it just sucks. Uh, I didn't think it was too like biased towards towards smaller guys. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, the 185-pound snatch on that first event is is heavy enough that if you are really good at lakeless rope climbs, like, you'll struggle a little bit with it. The big guys can make up ground there. Yeah. Plus, big guys should be a little bit faster runners because they have longer legs. Yep. Um, and then it was just kind of like... I, I think what, what stands out is that Brent got cut on Mary, and mm-hmm. there's just no way... Like, he could put the same exact effort that Matt Fraser puts into it, mm-hmm. but he'll never be as fast as Matt yeah, Fraser yeah, yeah. on that event. That's very true. With his tiny little legs. Yeah, his, his, yeah. his turnover rate's just too slow. Giraffe legs. You know, um, I heard a lot of people talking about the programming, and there were there's only one part of the programming. So, like, usually people talk about the programming usually looking at, like, the first six events because that was what ended up getting people to 10, right? That's what got to the, the top 10. Mm-hmm. People look at the programming, and they usually talk about two things mm-hmm. one is that the last event of that six the one that cut down to the top 10 was a sprint event mm-hmm. yeah and then the second thing they mentioned is that out of those first six events there wasn't a max effort mm-hmm. there wasn't something super heavy mm-hmm. and both of those things are valid observations but i think only one of them is significant and the the reason i say that is because since 2013 mm-hmm. 2012 basically the entire modern era of the crossfit games mm-hmm. right um it is the norm that three of the first six events are running events mm-hmm. one long one with repetitive rounds and one sprint mm-hmm. now this one had four it was a ruck it was a sprint and i guess you can kind of count the sled as like a sprint but even if you, if you don't count the sled as a sprint, then it was only three, and yeah. that that is within the line. That's within the norm. That's a good point. Spe- speaking of which, uh, you saw all those go ruck sacks tearing up people's fucking yeah. backs. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I have a go ruck sack, and I love it. And I, I like literally when I saw them demoing the workout on a clip, I my first thought was, oh, that's gonna tear her fucking back apart. Yeah, it's like even with a t-shirt on, I like my. It's really robust and it's good, and I have the weight plate and the whole thing, and I wear it around. But like, I yeah. always have a shirt on because it's like made out of like Kevlar, like material it's kind of rough and rugged it's meant to be you know quote-unquote bomb proof so it won't fall apart and it like will really rub the shit out of your lower back if you don't have like a dry shirt on yeah like Haley adams wore white shorts and there's yeah, like was a, a picture of her like her shorts are fucking orange from all her blood <sighs> like yeah. just dripping down her back and, uh, so and I, I, staining her shorts it, it was huh. my first thought when i saw them demoing was like holy shit that's gonna be terrible and any running in it is just 
or I guess were they running? I don't even. Yeah. I didn't even they watch were, the they were running really yeah, fucking yeah. fast. As Hindsight being twenty twenty, pad up. Lots yeah, of yeah. pads. As an aside, they should have put on like two fucking big t-shirts. What I would one, say so. is, if you own a product company, mm-hmm. not ever in any circumstance for any reason whatsoever should you, unless you're rogue, provide any equipment for CrossFit mm. at the CrossFit Games. And mm. the reason I say that is because no one is going to treat it with respect mm. or care or love. They're there to fucking win. Mm-hmm. And so when they're there to win, they're going to do everything they can to just get the task accomplished, yeah. which means that all the holes in your product, any sort of issue that could come up with your product is 100% yeah. going to come up with your product. And yeah. or even I'm if sure it's not, even if it's not an issue fine. with the product. Even if it's not an issue with the product, it's just like people are going to aggressively use this not as directed. Yeah. Like even when I bought the rucksack, they were like, you probably don't want to run with this and you probably want to wish it was like, but at the games, it's like throw on a sports bra, put 30 pounds in it and go running up that hill. Yeah. And it's like, it's just and not a good look for the it's thing. It's not a good look. I actually look. really like the product. So. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. But, but zip it and unzip mm. it, load it with as much weight as possible, yeah. uh, as I, quickly as I possible. I think it has a second key use, though, that we've discovered at the game. The 300-pound CrossFitter. Uh, possibly remember, that. we used we it for that video. We did the 300-pound CrossFitter. In the, remember the, the early, mid-2000s, the tramp stamp was very popular. Correct. That tattoo. God, and that a would lot of people need that, that removed, but, tramp stamp the, but the money to, to get tattoos removed is very, very expensive. Now, anyone buy a rucksack. To, but from Go Ruck, two hundred dollars, going a long run, gone. Absolutely. No need for laser removal. It's Jesus gone, Christ. and in the so most painful you'll way. You'll also shave off the really spiny portions of your of your. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, see, that's Camille with her little. Yeah. Uh, the that worst was one that I saw was Margot. Margot Alvarez had the worst one I saw. It was like three times the size. What of didn't Camille. James Newbery have like a like a. Like maybe it was in James Newbury, maybe it was someone else have like a huge blister flaking off of his back, probably like in the finals. Like I guess one of the guys yeah. looked like he had a huge one of the Australian blister. guys was that Newbury like maybe. Up. And I was like, I didn't even know you could get blisters on your lower yeah. back. So my point is, uh, you probably have a great yeah. product, but just mm-hmm. don't provide it for a bunch of games athletes yeah. because if anything goes wrong, they're gonna blame the product. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we just saw like a bunch of athletes like their zippers opened up and bags are falling out and well, all this different stuff. And but the, other th- the other thing is that part of the games is the element of surprise. So it's you, you are. 100% guaranteed if you're using one of these odd objects or one of these things if you're not rogue you're 100% guaranteed that uh, every single person out there on the field doesn't really know how to use your product yeah, properly it is just going to uh, you know tear My. their tramp stamp so off. the My. the other the the other point that I was trying to make was while the three of six being running isn't out of the norm mm-hmm. the observation that there was no hyper heavy strength event or like a speed mm-hmm. ladder in the one of the first six events mm. is an actual valid mm-hmm. uh, observation. This yeah. is the first time, the first time yeah, yeah. since 2012 or 13 that there yeah. hasn't been a very heavy strength event in the first six events of the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And I think, I listen, that would make a difference for the top 10. Like if mm-hmm. you had put that clean event as the Saturday morning event and still cut after that, it mm-hmm. would have made a difference to the top 10. Maybe not a huge difference, but it would have made a difference yeah. in the top 10. Like the maybe eight, nine and 10 would would have shifted around or changed. Right. But, um, the biggest, the biggest thing that I would say would have greatly improved the CrossFit games. Uh, I'm going to point out two things. Thing number one Mm -hmm. is had they really leaned into the, uh, the top 20 competing Mm -hmm. all day on Saturday, this accomplishes two things. One is, 
it gives you a really big storyline, right? Because then the entire goal of most people is to make it to the weekend because mm-hmm. top 20 is where there's money. So then you create an entire storyline about who gets into the money. Mm-hmm. The second thing it does is it gives you more data because the difference between 10th and 20th at the games is actually not that big in mm-hmm. terms of capacity. So you want a few events, right? You want to be able to, to really point out who excels where. And I think those three events on Saturday would actually been really good to give you enough data to, to give you a better idea of who the top 10 potentially, quote unquote, should have been. Again, mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't going to change very much, maybe two or three of the spots. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars of, mm-hmm. of difference, right? Yeah. And so I think if you just made that one simple change, you like leave the top 20 to compete all day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You cut to 10 at the end of the day on Saturday. You make a really big show of it. You know, you bring out the top yeah. 20. You announce who the top 10 are. Here are your 10 fittest in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow we're going to find the fittest. Like you get, yeah. you get to build a really cool story and also get more mm-hmm. data to have a, a better accurate representation. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I would change was the programming once it got to 10. The programming once it got to 10 was immensely boring and disappointing mm. if mm. if i have to watch another motherfucking crossfit games event that is swimming and paddling <laughs> i will <laughs> light myself yeah. on fire in protest well, especially to once you've narrowed the focus to that few athletes and then do a swim event it's like swim events are the kind of events where you know it's good to have a kind of you, you can kind of half pay attention to them because it's not really spectator friendly you know they're you can sort of half pay attention to them happening that's why they're always great to have in the early part of the week and while i understand mixing it up uh, you know for programming reasons and stuff like that it was sort of a big okay we've narrowed it down to 10 a lot of your athletes are gone and now what are you going to see them do kind of anonymously swim because we won't really even know yeah. you know be they, more exciting is if the they just treated it like a swim meet it's always yeah. for distance and open water they just put them in a pool yeah. give them lane assignments and it's like a 500 meter for time yeah that would be nice the that last time we impressive. saw an interesting yeah. swim event was 2013 or 2014 depends on how you define so interesting 2013 the was the the pool event which mm-hmm. was the swim and bar, bar muscle yeah. yeah and that was the first Christ. time we saw swimming paired with something yeah. that wasn't another monostructural event mm-hmm. the second to me the most exciting swim event that we've ever seen was the 2014 swim event mm-hmm. which was like rounds of swimming kettlebell thrusters and burpees and yeah. that is about as crossfit of a workout mm-hmm. as it fucking gets yeah. and to me What's the point of watching another Australian athlete beat the fuck out of everybody on a swim and paddle event, which, by the way, they've never lost. (laughs) Not once have they ever fucking lost a swim and paddle event. And you have the 10 best goddamn crossfitters in the world. And you have literally the entire Mm. city of Madison like on their knees gargling your balls to give you everything that you want Uh in order to test them. And you're like, you know what? We don't need anything. We have these paddle boards left over from 2015. (laughs) We have a thousand meter course. It's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like let them swim. We'll come back in a couple hours. It's not. It's not a thing. Don't worry about it. It's not a thing. So you had, you had me at gargling the balls. Yes. you're very welcome. So here's the thing: is I would say because the Australians always win, we know that there is a legitimate fitness dimension that the others don't have, and the Australians deserve those points. So I'm glad it's there. But yeah. I think the really important point that you made was that it's really about the story of the weekend and how it is being presented in the sense that, and I'm sure that they do put a lot of thought into how it is presented and that's, you know, whatever. But if you, for instance, if you, uh, like with the, the, the strength event, by how, if you had a, we want to see a strength event while the guys who we know aren't going to win the CrossFit games because they're too big and bulky, 
and their specials, we want to see them lift the heavy shit at least once at yeah. one point. So they get their big moment. We all get to go, woo, and we get to lean to our friend. Like, I told you he was the strongest guy, and he got the strongest whatever. Like, it's a whole moment that I feel like we missed out on, and it's it almost doesn't matter whether or not mathematically keeping, like, the extra 20 on or whoever would have actually, even if they were mathematically eliminated at that point from the possibility of advancing, there's just a few benchmarks, a few buoys to swim around for the weekend that we all like, that we all like to see. And one of them is seeing the strong people in the strong event happen. And I think that was another thing that made people feel a bit off because by the time it was like, you know, clean the heaviest fucking bar you can. A lot of those big guys just weren't in the competition anymore. And I just think that even allowing resequencing it just for the sake of resequencing the cuts, just for the sake of letting let the runners have their running moment, let the strength guys have their strength moment or whatever would be uh, a more entertaining thing. Mm. Sure. It would have been more entertaining. I just just on the whole, I think one of the things that I was really excited about, one of the things I was always sold on was like, you know what? Dave Castro has been incredibly creative and effective at creating really cool events at the CrossFit Games yep. like 85% of the time, right? Yep. He just like knocks it out of the park. It's just fun to watch. I mean, for fuck's sake, last year probably had the single greatest CrossFit Games event we've ever seen, which was chaos. It was yeah. 40 people on the yeah. floor. No one knew a goddamn thing. They didn't know what movements they were doing. They didn't know how many reps they were doing. The judges just told them to move on to the mm -hmm. next thing Kaboomski. when they were done. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. And this year, you cut down to the top 10, and I was like, oh, fuck. There's going to be fucking, drop like... drop out of helicopters yeah. into workouts. They're going to have katanas. No. There's going to be, like, a weighted barbell that's only one side uh -huh. is weighted, and you have to fight to see who gets the unweighted side. It's like... Yes. No. They're going to put 10 athletes out there and nine wolves, and it's like whoever yeah. fucking comes out. Instead, you know? we saw the best CrossFitters in the world do toes to ring. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that was exciting. Actually, those those two back-to-back -back events were actually exciting. Yeah, right? you know why that yeah. event was exciting to watch? Because it was two short sprints back-to-back, -back yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, shit, Katrin Davis daughter won both of these. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, huh? It wasn't exciting because of any of the actual yeah. movements they yeah. were doing. You could yeah. have done, like, almost anything in those two couplets, and it still would have been exciting to watch. Watching Newberry send it on the bike was pretty fucking entertaining. He went nuts. Yeah, he that. did. Yeah. Just he watching a, did. a real-sized man yeah. on a bike. A real-sized <laughs> That's uh, hurtful. And his That's hair is dope. To all the manlets. You saw his hair is dope. <laughs> it's super yeah, dope. You saw Matt Fraser looking at him when he was going insane on the bike. He's like, are you serious, buddy? God damn I it. Saw, well, I saw especially when he advanced to uh, when he advanced to one of the, the things on the, the rig ahead of Matt. You, they just happened to have a front-facing view of Matt at the time. It was great because on the broadcast, you just saw him like look over and like look at him like, come on. Like He's, <laughs> like, he, he's coming out here to win. He knows he's going hard. He's, he has to win both of these fucking events. And James Newbury is just taken off past him trying to yeah. trying to spoil and my point <laughs> is like on sunday what we saw with the top 10 athletes was very middle of the road like safe programmed bullshit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh not that it wasn't fine it was fine as a test it just wasn't exciting to it watch it wasn't the pig flip yeah like as cool as the standard or the trio or whatever you want to call it sounds on paper and how mm -hmm. like solid of a test it is it is very boring to watch mm -hmm. a race come down to that also by the way there i guarantee you maybe one out of the 20 athletes in the individual divisions hadn't done that exact workout mm -hmm. before yeah. because that that has been around for fucking ever yeah. 
That, that's hmm. been something that people have talked about literally for like 20 years mm-hmm. in CrossFit. Man, wouldn't it be crazy if someone can do this, Grace, 30 muscle-ups for time, and Isabel in under 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. That would be really fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people have tried doing that. So it's not anything new. It's not anything exciting. It's not anything different. It's just like meh. Mm-hmm. It was very, very meh when yeah. they got to the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That said, with the whole meh thing. Hard meh. These are nitpicks. These are nitpicks. Because yes. on the whole, I thought the CrossFit Games were actually really, really well pulled off. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a really exciting uh, competition. I think there's like a lot of promise yeah. in this new format for the best of games yet to come. Well, and I can say that to now kind of to do the glasses half full version here, The uh, as much as the cuts and everything, you know, uh, maybe we feel like we missed a couple moments. Like just the experience of watching the games on Saturday and Sunday where I'm like hanging out with family and then tuning in to watch an event and then hanging out was way easier because the only heats that popped up with the individual were heats we wanted to watch. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to begin the 90-minute process of watching the bottom heat and then the next heat and then the next heat and the next heat go so that finally, and people would be checking in like, what is this the final heat yet? No, there's a whole nother one after this. Just None of these stay in the matter. kitchen, <laughs> you know? It's like, and again, it's... And event, but this was much more of like, okay, the next thing, when is it happening? It's happening at this time. We would go, we would come back, we would sit down, we would watch, we would enjoy just that event. It was very exciting, and then we would just break away and do other shit. Agreed. And it was nice. This was the mm-hmm. easiest viewing yeah. experience of the games mm-hmm. that I can remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and at the end of the weekend, what did we see? We saw a strange sort of like flip on the script right the mm-hmm. women's competition was basically decided by thursday morning oh yeah yeah and then the mm-hmm. men's competition came down to the very last event that's Boy, a really howdy. good point actually because yeah. men's matt and rich there have not been many that have been close but the women's have always been close and tia has just become the, the treasure of uh the, yeah. the women's competition yeah. tia claire Tumi is far and away the fittest female to ever live yeah two two one 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 two two one 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 including a spot at the olympics in the middle there as well as a commonwealth gold medal Mm -hmm. which is like commonwealth is usually like the second or third largest competition weightlifting wise Mm -hmm. in the world yeah uh and on top of that um she will only lose when she decides to lose. <laughs> yeah. like, she's just gonna. She's so much better than everybody else at literally everything. It she was will, never. She, in she's doubt. going to retire one day after Katrin just to really drive the knife home. It's like, yeah, who's second now? Who's and, second now? Iceland and yet Ice at, Queen at the at actually Tia's performance uh, between Tia and Kara Webb and uh, you know now Newbury and McLeod placing both in the top ten on the men's mm-hmm. side. You can really make an argument that Australia is is making a big push into what sort of has generally been Iceland's territory, which yeah. is you know the country with the with the biggest representation yeah. in, in the top ten. McLeod was super impress- impressive, man. I agree. He uh, and he also just looks like someone that might work on your truck in like the spare <laughs> time. Like, I'm gonna go get top ten in the CrossFit Games. I have a whole bunch of U-Hauls I got to work on when I get back. He might be the only guy who has a neck. I think he has a neck tattoo. He has a whole bunch of tattoos. He might be the only guy with a neck tattoo. I don't remember if he has a neck tattoo. I just remember he has a whole bunch of tattoos, and it made me me think he probably does have a neck tattoo. This is McLeod, the other Australian guy. The other Australian guy. I love that, though, especially on the way back of the paddle portion of the swim, and he and Tia are out there, and she's Mm -hmm. like... 
go Australia. And he's like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> just because I'm Australian does not mean I can keep pace with you. Like, Tia Claire to me, Tia she, Claire she just hitches his his thing to hers and just like swims and pulls him along. <laughs> he's he's just like laying on his board. He's like, yeah, go, go team Australia. Listen Holy to me, shit. Tia. I'm, I'm, not, I'm dying here, Tia. I'm dying here, Tia. Tia. <laughs> Tia, I'm dying here. <laughs> Save me, Tria. It can't end like this. It can't end like this on this paddleboard. Tria, do you have any Vegemite? (laughs) Tria, I need some Vegemite. Quick, I need some prawns for energy. Give me some prawns. Uh, they were so far ahead of the pack. They yeah. they literally could have just dicked off and she tried to was, serve. That's how fit Tia is. In. She, yeah, yeah. She, her <laughs> fitness was like a gravitational well that dragged his corpse across. Like he, the, he's across just he's just drifting line. behind her. <laughs> she's, no, at a certain he, point, I just want to know. I, like some part at some point out there, as he's as he's as he's as he's drifting behind her, I, he had to just consider like, can I just like reach forward and grab her <laughs> just hold on to it for a minute she'll never notice she'll never notice uh, she'll yeah. just, she just has another gear it, she, <laughs> she has like another six gears yes. she's like a whole nother supercar <laughs> attached to your supercar yes uh, yeah, so Tia Claire Toomey was absolutely impressive. Uh, no Olsen wore the leader's jersey for the first time since 2014, which Boy, is really crazy. was that fun. That was a he, lot of fun to watch. Him, him being in the head of Matt Frazier made, oddly enough for me, Mary was the most exciting workout. Dude. Seeing him, can he stick with Matt Frazier just by two reps ahead the yeah. whole time? Yes, he can. Yeah. it was. Yeah, it was so good. And then like to listen to, I believe it was either Chase Ingram or... Sean Woodland go. Well, it's only a matter of time before Noah blows up here. Yeah, and you could just see like as <laughs> Noah's doing his pull-ups, he just like flips off the cameras. I, it was crazy. Uh-huh. I don't think he'd do that, but uh-huh. you know. Although was, I also got perspective. They all laughed at his opening his opening round pace. Yeah, it was like, like that, forty seconds. They're like <laughs> forty one seconds. He's probably a little anxious and nervous, you know. He'll he'll come down off that. Uh, he never fucking did. No. He never did. It was like forty five. Yeah. You know what was crazy also impressive on, in terms of Mary? Carrie Pierce, <laughs> she mm, did like strict. Uh, like twenty eight rounds or something, really? something like that. It was, it she, was beat some, it, she beat the dude, top dude. No. She, yeah, she did. She, she did? had the Holy she had the shit. highest rep wow. count in by over a round. Ah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, by over a round. Wait, how many rounds? And she did twenty two rounds and handstand push ups. This was in the twenty Mary. minute time yeah, cap. Yeah, it's a twenty minute time okay. cap. Five handstand push ups, ten pistols, <laughs> fifteen pull ups. She did twenty two. I was like, rounds. but this is like an extra long version of Mary. This is like a forty minute version right no that's how 22 rounds and the handstand push-ups i saw we happened to be staying in the same hotel i saw her the next day and i was like do your arms work like are you okay (laughs) and she was like actually i feel kind of all right which is really embarrassing for me right now because i did (laughs) 45 strict pull-ups like three days ago and Uh i am hurting Mm -hmm. a lot (laughs) that's your mistake right there you're gonna want to do less pull-ups that's the thing i'm struggling really badly uh yeah so the the men's competition really ended up being uh a showcase and i mean there's there's a there's a part of that that relies a little bit on how the cuts went down because Mm -hmm. a big part of uh why the competition has never been close before is because the scoring rewarded Matt for winning a bunch of events. And by the mm-hmm. end of the weekend, Matt won six out of yeah. the 12 events. He was first place in 50% of the all the events that they, they did. And he only won by like 25 points or something <laughs> by the end of the weekend. Yeah, and yeah. that goes to show you how important the scoring system is. Yeah. Secondarily, like when you get to the top 10, the fact of the matter is, 
no one person is going to beat Matt Fraser. Mm-hmm. The the field has to beat Matt Fraser. Collective and effort. there weren't the Avengers. That's right. Yeah. The Avengers had not assembled. Uh-huh. Fakowski wasn't there. Velner wasn't there. <laughs> they weren't there to the Canadian yeah, Avengers. Fuck off. <laughs> Canadian Avengers had been cut early, so they uh-huh. weren't they weren't able to give Noah a. They've melted the ice caps. Yeah. <laughs> Run. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was it was really exciting. I mean, I don't think there was really any doubt that Matt was going to be able to pull it out, um, especially considering his sort of like, fuck it, second place might as yeah. well be last place, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's his attitude, for sure. So they're going into those two the 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 assault bike toes to bar and then that other one. That was really exciting. It was just really exciting to see play out like for the first time, closing in on the end of the men's competition. Like holy shit, Noah might actually do this. And so all that excitement uh, that we normally had, again, for the women's competition, which is usually that close, it was really cool to actually, for there to be stakes. Like, I actually found myself more on Matt's side after he won. Uh, I mean, I'm pulling it, it, Noah and Matt the whole time, but I felt more on his side because I'm like, yeah, he did it. He fucking, he whatever. And it's like, whereas the previous three times he won by a thousand points, I was like, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know, Matt Fraser's going to do Matt Fraser things. Just do his yeah. Thing. And you know, even Vellner talked about this. I don't know if you remember this interview I did with Vellner a while ago, like January. I was like, hey, dude, what's the best case scenario here since you're in second place last year? Like, talk to me. Like, how do you how do you actually beat this guy? And he goes, well, you know what? We've never seen Matt with his back against the wall on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's like, if we can get Matt yeah. to a position where he has his back against the wall on Sunday, there's a good chance that we'll actually see him potentially make a mistake. And yeah. we haven't seen him do that. If he makes a mistake, maybe someone can capitalize. Yeah. Instead, what we saw was Matt with his back against the wall starting sometime middle of the day on Saturday and then not losing an event, basically, from yeah. that point yeah. on. <laughs> it was yeah, like... very clutch. Oh, fuck. Okay, so he won the... He won, like, the pegboard and, like, grippy event with the the dumbbell stuff. He won the... He didn't lose in the arena at all, did he? No, he, he won the... Well, he lost no, in he Mary. Lost, he lost in Mary. He lost mm. in the, the, the ringer event, the first yeah, one. Yeah, because Newbury won count. that. Yeah, he won, like, the clean event. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he didn't win the swim event, but that's okay, whatever. He was only mm-hmm. like a handful of spots behind Noah because yeah. Noah didn't win it either. Third and then, yeah. yeah, and then he just fucking destroyed. Yeah. Uh, he did really well on the combo with the ringer events, and he he like murdered everybody at mm-hmm. the standard. So I just understand why Noah just didn't swim faster. Like he just let all those points go away. <laughs> like there's ten points right there. He could have just uh, he could have just swam faster. Man, big dick moment. Whenever <laughs> Fraser <laughs> caught everybody on Isabel, yeah, yeah, that was, I, I for that was like awesome. a glimmering second, I was like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Noah was smart with the muscle ups. Uh-huh. BKG was smart with the muscle ups. I think Fraser fucked up by doing a big set, and then they got to the barbell. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, BKG was there first or right after Noah. They had maybe three reps of singles. And then Fraser was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to just yeah. knock out five touch and go. Yeah. And every and rep go. of that was exciting. I can tell you, know? you, I can tell you the moment that I knew that was going to happen. And it was during the last set of the muscle ups at one point. So uh, <laughs> Fraser did. <laughs> it just, no, it just blows my mind. Fraser did. He did grace. And then he did two sets of 10 muscle ups. And they got to the third set of 10 muscle ups. Like they, they moved down the line. Yeah. Dude, right. And so he did like five and Noah came up behind him and did like four, four, three, uh-huh. or four, four, two or four, three, three or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and I think uh, Matt ended up doing like five three two or or some sort of you know rep scheme like that. But there was a point where he came down after his first set and he looked over and he looked fine. <laughs> he looked over at Noah and he was like, "Go ahead, <laughs> pass me." And then and then <laughs> Noah finished and moved on and he was like, "Cool, 
chalked up, did the last two, and like I was like, he's gonna he's gonna touch and go these right now. Like he's going to hurt someone's feelings right now, and that's exactly like curb stomped everyone's hopes and dreams. The curb stomp was taking the shirt off midway through the set. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna do five touch and go, and by the way, here are my abs. <laughs> Check it out, bitch. Uh, chest hair removes his shirt and you see like 90% of his body's been replaced by fucking metal android and shit <laughs> sometimes he does feel like a fitness terminator uh, um, but yeah it was impressive. it was really really impressive I think overall uh, this was one of the most exciting CrossFit games and again like I I made a big stink about a couple little pieces there, but that's nitpicking. Those are mm-hmm. things that can very easily be affected uh, in in simple changes, mm-hmm. changes that will make massive improvements to the yeah, overall yeah. feel of the weekend. And if there's one thing that I've learned about CrossFit as a corporation within the past 12 months, it's that now more than ever before, they're actually willing to listen and make those changes mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. The guy who's in charge is not fucking married to mm-hmm. the process that has been the the norm yeah, for yeah. CrossFit in the past like 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. I think that's an exciting moment. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. So, you're, I mean, you're tapped into the community. How, how How is the CrossFit community reacting to the games? Are people happy with the format? People... People liking it. People liking the weekend. Liking our champions. Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm gonna say that the majority of responses to this entire thing has been positive. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we all knew that 2019 was gonna be a strange season. They kind of like cobbled it together, um, and given the fact that there really was no plan when mm-hmm. they flushed the toilet to start off with, they actually I think pulled off a f- really solid season, mm-hmm. and. Now that we have a long season coming up, an actual full-length season coming up starting in October, mm-hmm. there's there's <laughs> a lot, I think, for people to be really excited about. Um, so that's that's the next thing, though. Is yeah, the Open October. starts in, in less than two months. Yes, less than two months. I'm So did you get any feedback from anyone about what their approach is, some of the athletes, uh, to finishing up a CrossFit game season and what this next couple months looks like before they uh, begin the CrossFit Open? Or are people just going to de-emphasize the Open in their season now this year i um, wonder i will uh okay so there's a couple things to to point out one is this crossfit games was a significant departure in terms of volume and load from previous crossfit games uh whether that was done mm. purposefully in like a hey in two months the open's gonna start again we need to sort mm-hmm. of tone down what the athletes are doing at the games because they don't have six months to recover mm-hmm. um that might be part of the mindset. Maybe the part of the mindset is we need to make the CrossFit Games events more relatable, things mm-hmm. that people can see and do in their gym on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that was a part of the mindset. Maybe mm-hmm. Dave Castro just didn't have the budget he had mm-hmm. previously, and he had to like make you know more uh, more decisions based off of like you know logistics than he has in the past. Those are all potential reasons why the programming has changed. But mm-hmm. one thing to notice is for sure significantly less volume and load. Now mm-hmm. it was. A very different CrossFit Games as well in terms of the programming, and I'm going to answer your question. That's why I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm getting. Right. I, I see where you're going. 
it was a very different CrossFit Games in terms of the programming because instead of being something like very lower body mm-hmm. aggressive, which, for example, let's take the 2017 CrossFit Games where mm-hmm. on Saturday night they did 100 thrusters yeah, at yeah. 135 pounds on Stuff the men's side, 95 pounds, right? Yeah. And then Sunday morning they did an event with 75 overhead yeah. squats at like 150 pounds, right? So mm-hmm. that's a very leg intensive, Christ. lower body intensive yeah. CrossFit Games. This CrossFit Games was very grip and pulling intensive. Mm. Every athlete I talked to was like, you know what? My grip is a little tired. My forearms a little tired. My biceps are a little tired. My lats are a little sore. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, the rest of them is fine. And I think, again, that could be purposeful. Uh, So, you know, giving CrossFit that sort of like a benefit of the doubt, whether Mm -hmm. they did it on purpose or not, that's the end result. Many of the athletes I spoke to were like, I'm fine. I did four workouts. I did five workouts. That's less than half of what I usually would do. I'm gonna That's have why they cut time. them all so early. They wanted to make sure they were ready for the open. So like, Vellner, we want right. to make sure you're ready for the open, all right? And so let's get you out of here Most nice of the athletes early. were saying, you know, I'm going to have a harder time recovering from my training for the CrossFit Games yeah. than I will from the Games itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. a lot of them are just in such great conditioning, such great mm-hmm. shape right now that instead of doing like the usual, you know, like three weeks off, off yeah. four weeks off, most of them are just going to take like you know a week to sort of recover from the training and a week to recover from yeah. the uh, the competition and the stress of the competition and then just kind of hit it back hard so they feel peaked for the open and then they can take some time off after the open. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the general consensus. Now that's not everybody. Like I know Matt is sticking to his off season plans that he usually does. He might shorten it a little bit because the open like you know everyone knows is coming up, but he mm-hmm. takes usually three or four weeks to just kind of shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, it's like a chance for him to spend time with Sammy. It's a chance for him to actually like recover from what is generally a mm-hmm. beat down of a season. Um, and we know mm-hmm. he'll be able to pick which sanctional he wants to win based on where he would like to vacation. That's that very month. true. For him to return to the regeneration pod on his mothership, That's get right. inside, That's allow himself to absorb <laughs> green light energy, yeah. whatever it is that fuels his body. I believe it's uh, extend BCAAs and C4 yes. that fuels his body exclusively. Sick. Yeah. What up? Shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dead national champions. Blood. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you uh, like ghost of national too. champions. Like They're the best tasting BCAAs. Um, <laughs> free your, free ad read right there, dog. The men, the male enhancement <laughs> supplement. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what me too. I'm talking about yeah, BCAs. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of the athletes are probably, you know, feeling pretty toit right about now. Mm-hmm. Like, actually not that fucked up. Yeah, so, yeah. with the open around the corner, they just need to kind of... So, here's the question. If someone's off. under un, in those high-volume years... If it were a high volume year right now and the open were still happening at the same point, would there be any global effects to the person's body that would still be in effect in October from a high volume weekend like the games? Or, or do they? Or is there an advantage or is that enough time to recover, do you think? Is there anything that would linger? Physically, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mentally, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, again, the, the the consensus from most of the athletes that I spoke to is that it's harder usually to recover from the training mm-hmm. for the CrossFit Games than it is for the Games itself. And mm-hmm. to give you a perspective on that, just look just at Rich. Just the global exhaustion of spending months prepping. They spend, yeah, I mean, usually in the old season format, you, know, you qualified either in mid-May or early June. Mm-hmm. That gives you anywhere from 8 to 10 weeks before the CrossFit Games. And that 8 to 10 weeks, you probably train 7 to 9 of those 10 weeks. 7 to 9 of those weeks is going to be spent literally training like as much as physically possible mm-hmm. in the most fucked up workouts you can think of, <laughs> right? 
and uh, not just regular in the gym workouts, which their bodies are used to doing, but like really high volume stuff as well as odd object things that their bodies are not yeah. generally used to. Mm-hmm. It's a very awesome time to train. Pig flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. Um, a lot of the games athletes I spoke to, that's like their favorite time of year, the mm-hmm. games training. But yeah. it's also really destructive. It's the, it's the, it's the hardest, physically the hardest time mm-hmm. of year for them. And so uh, if you just look at someone like Rich, for example, Rich's volume going into the CrossFit games is something like six to nine workouts a day mm-hmm. right and, of running and back to back marathons every day mm-hmm. and he's on a team right mm-hmm. so if you look at something like what matt and tia were doing which they spent this entire past year training together and they essentially sequestered themselves for like four months leading mm-hmm. to the crossfit games they were training eight or nine hours a day mm-hmm. and they also work out really fast so they probably did a lot of workouts right <laughs> yeah so there's there's just a, a strain on the body mm-hmm. that from that point it just takes a little bit of time like you're gonna Mm -hmm. be in a dip your fitness is gonna take a dip for you know three to five weeks or whatever Mm -hmm. as you sort of get back out of that recover uh, get back out of that dip the the bigger problem is especially this year Mm -hmm. the emotional toll the psychological toll that Mm -hmm. the cuts took on the athletes i don't think anybody expected it Mm -hmm. and and I spoke with a few athletes beforehand, and one of them made this. I can't remember who it was. It was probably Pat. Uh, he made this point. He was like, "Everyone knows what their number is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows, like, you know what? I'm I'm really gonna push for that top forty, or mm-hmm. this is my year to make the top twenty, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera." So everyone kind of gives themselves that number, mm-hmm. but until you're in that moment, until you're sitting on those bleachers. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting for your name to get called to see if you made it past that round of cuts. Mm -hmm. You don't know what that stress is like. And these athletes, they looked like they had been through war. Like there was literal shell shock Mm -hmm. on most of their faces during those cuts. And that is a very difficult thing to emotionally recover from over the course of a weekend, much less over the course of like a month of Mm -hmm. off season. And I think a lot of them are going to have to like really dig deep to figure out why they're putting themselves through this sort of thing Mm -hmm. when like so people who watched my youtube Mm -hmm. live streams of the first couple cuts kind of saw what happens but i stopped before all of it finished and the the parts that i didn't stream were kind of like boring logistical things unless you were one of the people getting cut because then it was a nightmare Mm -hmm. the way that they handled it was they essentially brought every athlete out they had these big bleachers they would sit everyone down. They couldn't start until everyone was there. So they would check every athlete in, mm-hmm. sit them all down, and then someone would come out with a microphone and a list, and they would read out the top whatever, 75, 50, 40, whatever it was, uh, in order. Mm-hmm. They would, As they were calling you out, you'd get off the bleachers and you stand behind them. So if you made it past the cut, you have to stare at your friends mm-hmm. as they're uh, getting okay, cut, okay. right? Mm-hmm. If you don't make it past the cut, you're forced to stay on the bleachers while the rest of the athletes Mm. are excused. Mm -hmm. And then your coach is brought in every athlete who gets cut their coach, the person who gets Mm -hmm. their assigned coach's badge is brought in. They check everyone in, make sure that everyone is there. And then one by one, they cut the scissors. They use scissors (laughs) to (laughs) cut their coach's wristband off in front of everybody. (laughs) And it was like your weekend's over. Yeah. Your weekend's (laughs) over. Enjoy being a spectator. <laughs> Congratulations on making the CrossFit Games. You don't get to come back here again. Chump. Yeah, it was it was like savage. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the Ugh. the amount of crying that I saw uh, was 
not unexpected, but certainly a surprise. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you, by the way, South by Southwest, I'll bring this up. It's a good comparable example. Keep it brief. <laughs> Every year, South by Southwest, South by Southwest has a film festival in the first few days and a, has a uh, music festival in the last few days. And it's always a really unnerving and like surprisingly sad moment when the film festival starts to wrap up. And previously, you had this film badge on. You could get behind the scenes. You go into the convention center. You could go into the movies. You could go into like the cool little lounge they have for for filmmakers and stuff. Then the music festival toggles over, and you show up the next day, and all your film festival friends are few and far between. They have all these new people with their fancy new green music badges on, and you try and go back to the lounge where you went before. I'm a filmmaker. I was I was important yesterday. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You have a film badge. You're basically garbage now. Go away. The music festival has started. You don't get to come back into the convention center anymore. And you feel like this, like a cloud has passed in front of the sun. So I come... Yes. I completely understand what they feel like <laughs> it's because totally of the, the CrossFit it's Games. Totally it's the same, same thing. thing. I get it. It's totally the same thing. And uh, yeah, I think I think that in terms of like the two month turnaround, that is probably going to be the hardest mm-hmm. thing for people to wrap their brains around because uh, you know that I think really caught a lot of people mm-hmm. by surprise. Uh, they just were not ready or or willing yeah. to accept the fact that they were going to be cut that early. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Sean Sweeney was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I think Sweeney actually executed Had his plan pretty well. Um, I was talking to Jacob, his coach, uh, and. Jacob was saying that he basically made a couple of small errors mm. um, on like one of the events. And that was basically the difference because I think he ended up where he always ends up, which is like 22nd or mm. something like that. Um, or like somewhere in the mid to low twenties, right? Uh, somewhere that he is sort of has the capacity to break through, but has to have like a, a fucking perfect execution across the weekend. And like mm. every little mistake adds up, especially in a situation where, um, the the scoring doesn't really favor you if you're in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought he did really well. You know who else did you know pretty well? Hunter, mm-hmm. Hunter yeah. made it oh, yeah. through the first cut. Yeah, uh, he almost made it through the second cut as mm-hmm. well. I mean, almost doesn't really count, but. Uh, and like every other athlete, by the way, every athlete I spoke to after they were cut said the same thing, which was, damn it, the next event was my event. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. just the classic you yeah, know, competitor's yeah. mindset. But to be completely honest here, uh, the next event the was next Hunter's event. was 100% Wait, Hunter's event. The got, ruck of, ruck run. Yeah, he got oh. cut <laughs> right before the ruck run. And if uh-huh. he had started that ruck run event, he would have finished first by yeah, a yeah. fucking mile yeah, yeah, yeah. and then would have probably made it all the way to Mary just yes. based off of those points and then got executed and then got it yeah and then we'd have to watch him place mm. dead last on Mary <laughs> I don't know man he probably wouldn't right there with Brent honestly <laughs> 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 nothing against Brent but shit uh, yeah that might be a good point Brent he, just I, did he, not uh, look like he was trying on Mary he and Brent <laughs> going back and forth I, I talked to Brent about Mary actually and he said he actually gave it his best he did he did everything he possibly could like by the end of it he was jacked he was just like mm. completely jacked up and he did literally everything he could and he got like seven and a half rounds less than Didn't Noah did. Top time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got them long legs, dude. And mm-hmm. then when it was announced, so I was on like an Instagram live when it was announced, and someone asked me, they're like, "Oh man, Fakowski's like in 16th. Do you think he can stick in the top 20?" I was like, "Let me tell you what Mary is. <laughs> Mary is a workout." That, that does two things. One is it favors you if you have short levers mm-hmm. and it favors you if you have fast turnover for doing 300 reps in, mm-hmm. or not even like, yeah, 300 reps over the course of, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. And, uh, you know, 
Fukowski's femur is as long as Matt is tall. Yes. And his arms, he has like the wingspan of like a nine and a half foot tall mm-hmm. dragon. So mm-hmm. it just yes, wasn't going to be in his wheelhouse. No. Like body weight gymnastics and uh, quick turnover events. Like when when, when Noah's sorry, coming up from a pistol, Brent is still on his way down. Yeah. You know, it's like it takes just it takes it's a, it's I would, a I would argue that Noah's probably doing like three pistols at a time. <laughs> yeah. the time of you one know, of it's pistols. it's funny you should say that because if if you know you couldn't actually hear this because of how loud it was, but if you if you were you able yell to Fikowski yell and fuck the entire event, <laughs> <laughs> if you were if you were able to get the entire coliseum to be very quiet, well, you could actually hear all of Brent's pistols because it sounds mm-hmm. like a bomb dropping from ten thousand feet Ooh, <laughs> every single time because of how far away he was yes. from the ground. He mm. actually hit you know yeah. maximum velocity. Terminal velocity? Terminal velocity? Terminal velocity. Terminal on the velocity. way down. There which I think is what, what causes the whistle when bombs drop. I don't know, guys. But my point is, he's so far up that it drops <laughs> down and it takes a while for him to get to the bottom of that pistol. So, so you're saying he's tall? Ultimately, Correct. Vellner finished ahead of Brent. Because, again, this is all the parts that I missed. But yeah. I, did, I never even saw Brent in the yeah. weekend. I did see Vellner. Yeah, Vellner, Vellner finished Vellner? ahead of Brent, but not by much. Because yeah, yeah. he got cut during the sprint event. Yeah, mm. he effectively got DQ'd. On the sprint yeah, event. Yeah, he did. Although it wouldn't have made a difference. Even no, he, he was, was still out. Yeah, he it's was still out. But that 10-second that penalty on What do you the think was racing through Castro's mind when Brooke Wells took that 10-second penalty on the sprint and was immediately eliminated? I did my best! Brooke. I did my best! <laughs> That's probably what was uh, racing through his head. I mean, out, out of the people that get, get a penalty, her, hers was like the most fucked up because she was in qualifying position. Uh-huh. And she could have like done bad on the event, not made the final heat and been okay. Yeah. But she couldn't get a ten second penalty yeah. bad. Yeah. And that that was actually her her ten second rough. penalty is what gave Katrin the spot in the top yeah. ten. Oh, Katrin yeah. ended up teammate four. trades these. Hmm. There um, you go. Yeah, Brooke Brooke actually was surprisingly good uh all throughout the week. It was just mm-hmm. that it was just that line infraction that yeah. caused her to get out of the yeah, top ten. Yeah, for the first time, I'd say I've, I felt bad for her, mostly because the camera like stayed on her while she was crying. Oh, yeah, like, That's yeah, yeah. oh for, up, sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like, pan it's like it away. Did, oh, it definitely sucked. Pan away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what my favorite moment of the games was? Just a segue, super hard. Do it. It wasn't It wasn't Matt Fraser going touch and going Isabel. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Noah beating him on Mary. It wasn't Tia mm-hmm. and Amanda Barnhart on the cleans. Mm-hmm. It was Christy Irmo. With the fucking go rucksack carrying the entire weight for Invictus X. <laughs> Wait, you got to see yeah. Sam Dancer uh-huh. running with what looked like a standard 14 year old's backpack uh-huh. and uh. Christy Irmo with pretty much every single Ninja Turtles shell on her back. Okay, interesting. Little tiny so the Christy team, Irmo. The team event, you, the there was no rule as to who took what sandbags or how the bags had to be split between the backpacks. Uh-huh. And Sam and. Uh, uh, Holden were both, uh, like, just they couldn't run with the weights. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. So no Chris, judgment. Christy, <laughs> I think Christy carried most of the weights. Was it just because they were so team. thick, or they're injured, or what? What's the deal? I, I think no it's idea. because they are collectively their team are a bunch of bad runners. Uh, Christy Irmo is a very good runner. Gotcha. So but they Christy put hundred pounds on her. It's also like four or five. Yeah. Let's see how fast <laughs> she can run now. Twenty pounds. <laughs> Yeah, it's all just a power play. Dude, it was entertaining. Uh, I need to see a clip of that. I didn't see any yeah, of that. Was great. It was really good towards the last lap because like Sam's like super struggling just to run. Yes. And he has like nothing on his back compared to Christy. <laughs> and she's just 
Just yep, lugging along. Yeah, that's me yeah, every time I run, part. so I get it. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had a favorite moment. The sprints were pretty fun, um, but I don't know if there's a favorite moment that I can I can really come up with. I'm sure I'll think of it the moment Al- we Alex Smith just smoking everybody. Dude, I don't know where he got his dude, wheels that's, from. Dude, that's, like that's a little brother. That's a little brother. Speed. Yeah, dude. Uh. Running away. If you're... If your older brother is a mongoloid like Ben Smith, mm-hmm. who's just a feat of crazy athleticism, <laughs> I guarantee you he was chasing Alec around <laughs> with like a baseball bat. Like, come here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come here, <laughs> uh, hold still. That's that's where that speed comes from. That's like life and danger yeah, speed. Is, is. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of what favorite moments. The, the 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 clean off between Tia and Amanda Barnhart was really good. Mm-hmm. But I really felt like once Amanda Barnhart missed that first lift, like you just saw her like just Im- instantaneously give up. Uh, like it's almost like she gave up before she no, went out I, for that last bar. My, it almost looked like it. My theory around that yeah, is yeah. that Amanda could easily hit that clean. Okay, could easily probably almost power clean that clean. Yeah, but she saw that. The Terminator wasn't going to let go, uh-huh. no matter what weight they got up to. She was like, "This fucking chick's just going to keep going. So I'm out. going to tap out. Oh, Fuck this." She's like, "I that's, can't that's, win this." So that's how not. I feel. So she I could feel either like have just lifted like, five whatever. more barbells and had Tia win, or lifted one more barbell. She's like, and had "I got Tia second, win, so it's good." Like, hey, you cash that check yeah. either way. It doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, yeah, honestly, that was really that was really rad. Um, yeah, I liked. Uh, I got. I, I liked actually getting a chance to meet and talk to a lot of the national champions. Some of them were like. I'm so excited to come back next year. This is going to be super cool. Some of them were just like, how am I supposed to come back next year and only do one event? This was super frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was and like, I don't know. Man. <laughs> that, adds, <laughs> that adds an element of uncertainty because at least there was that, that minimally that idea, at least I think for a lot of the athletes previously that, Hey, it, you're, you're winning the games is just making it to the games because at least you'll get to participate for pretty much the whole weekend. You'll get a lot of media exposure. You'll do all of these things. And so you can understand that a lot of these people, when they're making those big calculations about how to spend the rest of their year, they're going to ha- some part in the back of their mind might be like, am I going to work all year long and show up for one event and then get cut and have to go back home and, and maybe not get all of my, now I, I, that being said, making it to the CrossFit games is still this enormous feather in your, in, in someone's cap that I'm sure a especially if you're trying to pursue a career in the fitness industry in any way, making it to the games, huge, huge, yeah, You can huge ride deal. that clout for a long you time. You can ride that clout yeah. for a long time. I th- but it's still, it's got to be a little bit like, there's, there's got to be that moment where it's like, man, I worked the whole year thinking like, at least I'm going to get to be on TV a bunch. And then I didn't. False. It's false. So, uh, did you get to meet Bron Ezlasko with that strong motherfucker? I did meet Bronislav Olenkovitz. There you go. I met him, and he was one of the athletes that I was really bummed I didn't get to see do clean because, by the way, on his Instagram, he's shown himself power cleaning 380 pounds. Christ. Mm. So, that would have been a really interesting competition between him and Matt Fraser. Turkish gets up. Who is this athlete? Uh, He's the guy who won Strength and Depth UK. Okay. Uh, I did meet him, and. I met him and I was like, hey, Bronislav, my name's Armin. I just wanted to introduce myself. Like, I do this stuff on YouTube and Instagram. I just want to say, like, I'm really interested to see how you do this weekend. I'm a big fan of, like, your posts and stuff. I Mm. love seeing sort of, like, all the strength and the flexibility and, like, the circus acts and stuff. Like, it's really cool. And also, you know, kettlebell sport is something that, you know, has a great crossover but doesn't necessarily see a lot of representation. So it's cool to see someone from the kettlebell sport world show up into, into CrossFit. And he looked at me and he goes... I recognize you. 
And by the way, <laughs> there's never been a single interaction where I've met somebody and that's their first thing they say to me <laughs> that has ended rel- relatively positive. So uh, let's just Christ. start that story that way, right? Uh-huh. I recognize you. In and I was like, way. oh, fuck. <laughs> and, I, and he goes... Uh, he goes, you know, I, I think I remember you saying some stuff about my qualification, like after I made it out of strength and depth. And I was like, God, I hope I actually, I was like, God, I hope it was positive. Like, did I, I hope I didn't say anything bad. And he goes, he goes, no, you just said I was really strong and I made it through because of the programming. And I was like, thank fucking Christ. I didn't say anything <laughs> stupid about this guy. This guy is definitely on juice. <laughs> that is not me. This, guy is, this guy is just geared uh, out like fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Bronislav was. Uh, and you know what's even crazier, by the way? He's frightening. I didn't think he was frightening. He's just a he's a thick. De- he's like same dancer sized, but not a cuddly yoga bear. Right, no. he's like, he's like, he looks like he could rip someone in half. Yeah, he looks like he was purpose. bred for war. Right, honestly. And uh, you know, it was wild. He won his heat on event the handstand two, walk, the handstand mm-hmm. walk workout. So like the workout that like absolutely doesn't favor the dude who can power clean three hundred and eighty pounds. He happened to do really, really well on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's so uh, that's that's fitness. It just turns out is. he sucks at running. So yeah. when you put a ruck on his back and you make him run with more weight. Hmm. Yep. He's not quite good at that. I question that whether or not running is a legitimate part of functional fitness. I mean, really. I don't. It's the only thing you I'm know? good at, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, when when in nature would one actually have to run? You know, very. It's a good point. Yeah. Lots of times, it's a good point. Infrequently, um, cowards run away. You're damn right. We yeah. men stand and fight. That's right. Dead against men the, against the bear or mammoth. There. Fucking Ned Stark it over there. Men <laughs> or cowards run slowly for long distances. Men sprint quickly. Then stop and breathe hard and recover and then run again. <laughs> uh, to wrap this up, I, 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 I want to answer one of your questions from before, Kyle, that I didn't get to answer, which was, uh, what are you Four doing? Four inches. I'm seeing how my fingers work. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, conclusions? You asked, you, mm. asked about the, you asked about the general population's take on the games how they accepted it or didn't accept it or whatever mm-hmm. and i think the answer to that is going to be found or at least it's going to be more clear after this year's open mm. uh the second open of yes. this year the one in october and the reason behind that is by the time that that rolls around we would have within a 12-month period three data points mm-hmm. which is two opens in the crossfit games we'll also have a much better idea of the affiliate count sort of where the affiliate count has moved over the past year. Um, Morning Chalk Up usually does a really good job of reporting on that and, and during the off-season. Mm-hmm. So with those pieces of data, I think we can really get a better idea of what people's expectations are going forward as well as sort of what their read on the situation is. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, – Open participation is going to be a good marker. This past year, it was mm-hmm. down, not a small amount, but also not like a not like a soul crushing amount. I think mm-hmm. it was about ten percent by the time it was all said and done. Yeah. So if there's another you know ten twenty percent drop this open, that's not a good marker. Mm. If it's the same as the as the open that happened in February, that's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Like that to me would be, I would consider that a massive win because yeah. it means people aren't tired of this shit within six months, seven months. Yeah, but it's also the kind of thing where it's like the circumstances of this open are going to be so 
so strange, like it being in October, it being immediately after the games, it being all these things. Do so I we, wear a we, costume for exactly, the fourth week? For Halloween, what am I doing? There's going to be all sorts of Halloween shit. But for all those reasons, who knows? For all we know, it could be f- the open participation could be 50% of what it is all previous years, and that might just be because of the season or something like that. So there could be all kinds of factors Maybe. that affect it. So I think that anyone who, like, if, if, it's, if it's exceptionally high or it's exceptionally low or it's exceptionally anything, it'll be hard to really get any sense of how this format works until we have like a couple years of an October open to really compare it to because who fucking knows what's going to happen that's a good point you know the trademark spooky open yeah oh yeah there you go all costumes hashtag spooky open spooky open hashtag spooky open hell I might even be able to do the open more now because South by doesn't come in the middle of it why does South by come up twice in this one podcast so Kyle makes the games this year wouldn't be an Austin podcast without it (laughs) this is it this yes. is your year, Kyle. This is my year. I really got. I'm gonna start my training now. So you know, it's good that I waited because I don't want to get burnt out before the open point. season. You want to be hungry going over-trained. into your training. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounds also like to me with with the, the games happening, and then the open happening shortly thereafter, uh, and all we have a lot to unpack with the games, and there's a lot to talk about with this new open. I mean, I really, I really feel like people are gonna have a lot of reasons to stay tuned to Scale Is Needed and Arm and Hammer TV because really. There is a lot going on in our sport, and it's hard to miss stuff. Easy or it's to easy stuff. to miss stuff. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like, no, I know going. how this works. I'm it's not to, hard to miss stuff if yes. you're watching us. It's very easy to miss stuff, in fact. Um, so, But there's just going to – it's funny. And the reason by my larger point here is we finally are going to have like several months of just a lot of shit to talk about CrossFit-related. So if you guys like that, it's coming. That's so, true. That's very true. Yeah, That's yeah. very true. And uh, – yeah, let's go ahead and get let's go and wrap this up. Let's get uh, our social medias out there. At Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most essential Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogart on a fat but thankfully not very frequently updated Instagram <laughs> account. I'm at Chase504 on Instagram. And you can find me at Armingham Let's try Rookie. one time. I've never said my name before, guys. You can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Uh, I do want to say thank you to everybody, those of you who are listening, those of you who are watching, because I uh, I rocketed past like twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube, yeah, up to like twenty one and change. That uh, how many subscribers did you accrue over the course of that like week long period? The past month, I've put on about fifty five hundred subscribers. Nice, yeah, which is awesome. Yes, um, and there's a lot more content coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to say thanks to everybody that bought these like sneaky fit shirts the ones that are here right now are actually like uh prototypes of women's product so we're gonna try and see what version of the women's product is the is the most women's favorite and we'll go me. from there um and there's gonna be a lot of different ways for people to support the channel support mm-hmm. the show and keep things going and and without you guys supporting this thing uh it definitely wouldn't be working so i appreciate everything that that everyone has done and by the way the best part of my crossfit games was getting a chance to meet all the different mm-hmm. fans and take pictures and yeah. everyone like saying they love the show they love the channel they love you know the shirts they love all that stuff so yes. and that it's, was it's definitely it's the best from part. our perspective as well um you know i still question whether or not we have any fans because as far as i know i just go to my friend armin's house and we talk to a microphone and he makes t-shirts sometimes so if any of you guys are actually out there like in the wild I mean, that's amazing. Send yeah. nudes. No. What? Oh, sorry, I got yeah. confused. Yeah, to Chase 504. <laughs> do, right. do that. Yeah, whatever. We'll put the greatest hits up on the on the Instagram. Anyway, folks, thank you so much. We'll catch you guys next week. Later. 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 <laughs>